What's up, y'all? Shoe Booty Sports, episode 109, coming at you earlier than usual. This is your host, Grand Pal, co-host Bradley Brown. Say what's up, Brad. What's happening? Lots of stuff. It was rivalry week this week. Uh, some basketball going on as well. We'll get to that here in a bit. First, quick shout out to our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, Shoe Booty Sports is presented by Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. Sign up for one or all five of their races at rhinoraces.com. Run your race at your convenience. Track it with your fitness app of choice. Screenshot your results as proof of completion. Submit that screenshot to rhinoraces.com under the submit results section. Once your results are verified by Rhino Races staff, your award will be shipped to you by mail. Also, check out their gear section for t-shirts, wristbands, decals, and more. That's rhinoraces.com. Rhino Races is the premier virtual running series, and you can get series. And you can find us, Shoe Booty Sports, on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at Shoe Booty Sports. Okay. So, Arkansas Razorback season has come to an end. Football season, that is. Could not have gotten here soon enough. An embarrassing way to go out in the battle line rivalry game. At home against Missouri. And a lot going on in that game. Uh, Missouri was it was all Missouri from start to finish. They've uh, they own the game. They have owned the series, and it was just a disaster from kickoff. If I wouldn't have been in Oklahoma, I would have <clears throat> I would have made some money on that game, but I couldn't bet since I was in Oklahoma. What was so. the line on that game? Oh, like something stupid, like eight and a half. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's weird. I would have I would have loaded up on Missouri. I mean, yes, absolutely. You'd be a fool not to. It was a number nine team versus a four win team that you knew was going to stay at four wins. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Arkansas was lucky to be at four wins. Uh, Sack fumble they, was a very fitting way to end the season. Was it not? Yeah, it, it was just, it was awful. <clears throat> the whole thing was just, it was terrible. But like, like you said, fitting way to end the season. Uh, just disastrous. It's been, it was a disastrous season. I hate it for KJ Jefferson. Uh, yeah. I hated it for Jacoby Criswell having to go out there and deal with that. A line that can't block. An inept offense. A bunch of Division II receivers playing in the SEC. That That was my big thing early on in the season. That was the first sign of this could be trouble. All the receivers, they were talking about uh, what Tez, Tesla was, it was from a transfer from like Lipscomb College or something. I don't even know if that's the name of it. I just know it's a Division II college and uh, all the others on the squad are Division II transfers. And it's like, this is the SEC. We need to be getting top tier program receivers, not Division II transfers. This is, this is the SEC. We can't compete in this conference this way. We being Arkansas. And just the the line, the offensive line, no Worst block all seen. season. Yeah, it was it was bad. It, it was atrocious. And for an offensive line coach to be your head coach, for that to be your offensive line, it just felt like the start of the downfall, the eventual downfall. I think Sam, I think Sam Pittman. Okay, if you're Hunter, you're a check could do it over. We touched up on this last <laughs> week. Hunter, you're a check. Came out and said, 
told the team, told everyone, made, made it official, announced on everything that Sam Pittman will be the head coach next season. Hoping to spark some momentum as far as recruiting and all that goes. I said last week I loved the way he handled it. I did love the way he handled that. Yeah. But I don't love, that doesn't mean I love the move. And I didn't love the move then. And I hate the move now. So if you're a check, your check could do that over with, he would never say this publicly, but what what, said anything publicly since then. There's nothing to say. Yeah. The, the biggest uh, meme I saw, I don't don't know if it was a meme, just a, a picture of a disappointed him with the caption underneath it, losing $50 million in revenue next season to save an $8 million buyout. Something along those lines. That's how I feel. So if you're a check could do it again, do you think he'd do the same thing? Probably not, especially after that performance, man. That was I mean, I know KJ got hurt, but man, that was some unmotivated playing. It wouldn't have mattered. It it doesn't if KJ were out there, he would have just gotten pummeled. Uh, just like Chris Will did. We came like, out like we did with Auburn and just didn't give a shit. No, it was there was no there was no care on that offensive line. That's the softest offensive line I've ever seen. Not you, one of them better be back next year, and they better all get their scholarships pulled. Like all should be, every single one of them should be in the portal, be in the transfer yeah. portal. Like that, that, that's the softest offensive line I've ever seen. They should all the, put in their resume at freaking Burger King or something. I don't even know if they can make it at JUCO. What were we taught? Like you and I both offensive linemen at the high school level. Uh, what were we taught? Like the, one of the first things we were ever taught was play to the whistle. Yeah. Go, go as hard as you can until you hear a whistle blow. These guys would let up five, five, six seconds before a play was blown dead. And you saw that all year long from Latham and that, I mean, just that whole crew guys. How many, how many players did you watch come through just untouched? Too many to count. It happened every play. I mean, it happened pretty much. Okay, and here's the thing. I didn't get home. I worked that day, okay? And I was leaving early, one, because I was ahead of schedule, and my boss doesn't want me going over 40. But also, I had to get my dog to the vet to get his shots before you and I leave the country Tuesday, which is why we are coming at you early tonight, y'all. But more on that later. But yeah, so so I get Dexter to the vet. He gets his shots, and I'm actually like 30 minutes early to the vet. So I'm out of there before his appointment even, like like what was before it was time for his appointment even. And I get home, and I'm thinking, okay, I'll just start it from the beginning. I don't have the radio on. Nobody's texting me. I get home. I turn it on. Like uh, YouTube TV is is it says start from the beginning, but I also have stuff to do later like I'm, i want to go see the family before they leave so it's like I don't, it's probably going to be ugly anyway so anyway i just it, it goes to live and it's 20 to nothing at halftime and i'm like okay this is about what i expected and then before you know it it's 41 nothing and so i'm half paying attention anyway and then i blink and it's 41 to nothing i i mean i'm watching the offensive series and it's just i mean it's a disaster it, from start to finish I, mean, I watched the offense and defense, but when it's that bad, it's not even competitive. They you know, high school could have won by 28. I mean, it was that was terrible. Yeah. 
uh, box site high could have put 28 on on that defense. Yeah. It, it was an embarrassment. And I know they landed a four-star guy, the number one lineman in the transfer portal for Michigan State, but that's just one. Uh, that's one out of many you're going to have to replace or need to replace. I'll put it that way. Need to replace all five. It, it's, that's as bad of an offensive line as I've ever seen. That's not an SEC offensive line. I don't know that that's a. It's not even a Sunbelt offensive line. Yeah. What what conference is the University of Central Arkansas in? They used to be like the Gulf Atlantic Conference and then like the Southland Conference. You know, they change it all the time at that level. But whatever conference the University of Central Arkansas is, is in, I don't know if they could, I don't know that more than two of them can start for that offensive line. The Bears have more respect for that. They're in Conway, yeah. Arkansas. But yes, that was, it was just a fitting way to end the season. No positives to take away. Even in the presser, when you've got an Arkansas media that's extremely kind as far as media goes, there's no gotcha guys in the, in the press in this state. They want good relationships with the Arkansas staff because they want to get inside scoops. You know, they want, they want to get interviews. They, they want to treat you. They're going to do their job, but they're going to treat you with the, whatever respect you show them. And which Pittman does credit. He's, he's a very respectful, but Trey Biddy asked a very reasonable question uh, after the game coach after you know, the news of you coming back, you're going to be the coach next season. You're hoping to build some momentum going into next season. How do you do that after this performance? And Pittman, you could tell he just immediately dismissed it. He goes, I don't know. And then just points to the next guy. And if my boss were telling me that something needed to get done, you know, and how are you going to fix this issue? And my response is, I don't know. I don't know. Then I don't know that I would have my job. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's not what you want to hear. And but that's but that's the truth. He doesn't know. He doesn't know how to fix this. And that's why to me, Sam Pittman is a lame duck coach. I don't think he survives next season. I don't know. I don't know that he finishes the I don't know that he finishes next season as the head coach. I'd be surprised Wait. if they get through week six and Sam Pittman is still the head coach at the University of Arkansas next year. It's sad too, because that's one of the easiest schedules we've had in like ten years. Yeah, I don't even know what the schedule looks like. I just know this isn't a good team. What what is the, what's the news on KJ Jefferson? What what's the news of the injury? Does anybody know? I haven't heard anything. I've and not I didn't heard even, anything. And I didn't even see it. I mean, did it look bad? Did it look serious? Yeah, I mean, he did something to his knee. I mean, it was. A guy rolled across his leg, but I thought it was initially from the guy taking a cheap shot at his knee, but it wasn't from that hit. Yeah, he got injured and Missouri fans cheered, so that's all I remember. Yeah, I, I, again, I didn't see that, so I can't say. I, I'll touch up on Drinkowitz's comments in the here in a little bit, but I just, I hate that for KJ Jefferson. I absolutely hate that for him. 
He had a record, literally a record-breaking season, not individually, but as far as what should have been just the the end cap of an incredibly uh, just a, a great career as the University of Arkansas starting quarterback. Had two really good years, despite not a tremendous amount of team success last year. Still got to a bowl game, got a bowl win. And so it gave you something to be happy about going into this season. You hope for good things. And because you know you got KJ back, so you, you got a chance. And that, I don't know that team wins wins four games with, you know, without him, you know. But it, it, I, I just hate that for him. I absolutely hate that for KJ Jefferson. And it pisses me off that yeah. that's the offensive line that Sam Pittman and his staff put together for this for this young man's what should have what's probably final season as Arkansas Razorback. I hate that for him. Yeah. Okay, Drinkowitz's comments after the game asked about the fight. Said his guys were there to play football. Our our guys were or their guys were came to fight. I don't hate it. <laughs> you know, I mean just looking at it neutrally, I don't hate his response. He's sticking up for his team. But every replay I've shown, they Missouri started, started it. Missouri yeah. full-on started the fight. So, he's wrong. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. he He's incorrect. But at the same time, if I'm in the head coach of Missouri, I'm probably saying the same thing. Yeah, this is his first winning season in four years since he's been there. He's going to run his mouth. So, is it really? Run his mouth, I guess, yeah. The best they finished is with six wins, six losses, I believe. So, we would this count that first... as a winning season at Arkansas. <laughs> we consider that a success last year. I don't know if we saw it as as a success, but we were like, okay, you know, just get the bowl win, yeah. and they did. So, but he, he's got Missouri on the rise. I mean, they're a good team. So you, I mean, you can't. He's a he's a good play caller. He, he's a good coach, from what I've been able to you know tell. He's, he's a douchebag, but he's a good coach. You can say that about a lot of coaches. Bobby Petrino being one of them. Never met the guy, yeah, can, but I've heard lots well, you of can say lots he's of a, You can say he's an asshole, but yeah, true that. is just straight up a douche. <laughs> well, it's uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to argue that based on what I've seen. Like I said, I, I would I would say the same thing as he did in the presser. I guess if it's if I'm the head coach at Missouri, but he's wrong. I mean, Missouri started it, but that's neither here nor there. Missouri's on the rise. Arkansas has, has fallen pretty hard. So, yeah, I don't I don't think Pittman I don't think Pittman survives the entire season next year. Did you Did you respond to that? Do you agree or? Oh. Uh... If he don't do anything with that offensive line, hell no. I, I just don't see how you – I don't see what you do to just dramatically improve that, you know. I mean, the, the transfer portal can help with that. Man, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work to be yeah, done. You need to break out the checkbook and buy you some boys. I mean, that's what you're going to have to do. I mean, you can le- you can legally do that now. Yeah. I'm fine with us having the highest paid offensive line if it gets us wins. Yeah, get gets us a run yeah. game, gets us a, a protection. We, we gave K, we gave we gave KJ about a million dollars this season for him not to give a shit halfway through. So 
Yeah, I don't know if I can say that's on KJ, man. I mean, K, KJ, K, I, I didn't see any game this season where KJ Jefferson didn't give his Robert. his all. I mean, he may – yeah, but, man, that, that game was really over, I mean, from kickoff. And, and what can you really do if you're on your back every play, you know? He made he made some bad decisions, but I said that that was going to happen at the start of the season. I'm shocked KJ didn't throw double digit interceptions. I figured he'd have 15 picks by the end of the season, and this is a quarterback that takes care of the football. I said that's not him not giving a shit. That's him running for his life and just having to get rid of the football out of desperation. And you take hit after hit every play. Eventually, I don't care how tough you are, you're going to get rid of the ball earlier than you should have. You're not going to hold on to it as long as he does when you've taken hit after hit through three and a half quarters. So that I, I can't say that that about KJ Jefferson. I won't say that about KJ Jefferson, but that offensive line was just piss poor. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say that about Rocket Sanders. But at the same time, if I'm getting hit in the backfield every time I touch the ball, at a certain point, I don't know that I'm going to care either, you know? Not excusing it, just saying I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm done with Razorback football right now for this season. I'm glad the season's over. Uh, do you, you want to get any- some – They say if you want to get some good season tickets for the future, this upcoming season's probably going to be the best time because a lot of people are dropping them. And I don't blame them, and I'm good. Like yeah. I, I'm good. I'll tune into a little bit of it uh, next season, see how it goes. For uh, that's the thing. I'm, I'm just at this point. I'm looking for content. I'm just. I'm gonna turn on. I'm gonna turn on the TV and just see how it goes. I'm gonna look at the story in front of me, and once I, if if it's anything like this season, I eventually get disgusted, like I did these two of these that two of these last three games. I'm just gonna change the channel. I'll go to something. Yeah. I'll go to a, a competitive football game. I'll watch teams that can play football and coaches that yeah. can coach. And yeah, we yeah. didn't see that this season. Look like most of the uh, other rivalry games. I mean, with the exception of Oregon State, Oregon tried to make it com- somewhat competitive. I mean, hell, even Vandy put up twenty four on Tennessee. It was a it was a great weekend of games. It was oh, yeah. your typical rivalry week. It was a very good slate of games. I packed all Saturday night, and I had to keep taking breaks because the because game after game was just kept being competitive. And I had it. I was like, okay, well, I got to stop and see how this one, you know, plays out. All the way from from the Iron Bowl bowl to to the Washington Washington State game, the Apple the Apple Cup, whatever they call it. Did you get to watch the Michigan Ohio State game? Oh yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, I should. I, that's I should have started with that because that was an eleven a.m. game, actually. But yes, that uh, excellent game. I think I think Michigan can. Okay, before we jump to that, anything to add on Razorback football before we close the chapter right. on this book and then throw it in the dumpster and then light it on fire? Oh, same. Okay, well they that's made a wrap. A lot of money on, on Arkansas gear. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, that is a wrap on Arkansas Razorback football, folks. Hooray. Thankfully. So, okay. I think Michigan, going back to the 
Ohio State Michigan game. I think Michigan can hang with anybody. I think Michigan can be your national champion. I would not pick them to beat Georgia, but I would not be surprised if they did beat Georgia. And I think they can hang with Georgia like Ohio State did last season. I think Georgia can beat them by two possessions. I think they can too. But I think, but I think Michigan can beat them. I mean, Georgia wasn't impressive against like Georgia Tech, you know, Saturday. No, but they, they didn't beat have them by eight. Or, yeah. True. I mean, like like I said, I would not pick, I would not pick them to beat Georgia. But I mean, come on, you could see Michigan winning it all, can't you? J.J. McCarthy is big time. He made some big time throws in that Ohio State game. He he threaded the needle two on two plays on the run. I, I don't know how he got the ball in there. How much of the game yeah. did you see? I watched it all. Um, that one he threaded into the end zone. That was that uh, could have went either way, depending on how they called it. Um, he was yeah in. his guy. He was in, the guy caught it. Yeah, he was still trying to, I mean, technically he had control of it, and then it got stripped. Once the but ball yeah, just, crosses the white, once yeah, it touches I, that white line, the play's dead. I know, I know. And he didn't strip the ball till well after the play was over. Yeah. So so that that's a score there. To me, that wasn't that controversial. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Day was throwing a fit over every little thing, and he wasn't right until. It was, it was close. Yeah, he wasn't right until like the last possession. I don't even remember what happened, but but I, I remember that I was like, okay, Ryan Day's got a gripe there. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of that? By the way, at the end, of, what 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 was it on Ohio State's last possession? That was like a catch and then a fumble, and they ruled it a catch. To me, that looked like an incomplete pass. It did. It was. It happened really quick. I didn't see the football move that apparently the refs did, but. That's, that's the way they called it. Yeah, and that's the way they called and it on the field. That, and yeah. Then there's that pass on the sideline where man, it looked on the re on one on a couple of the replays, it looked like you could see some green in between the cleat and the out of bounds. And on one angle it looked like his toe was over. But and then you had two refs arguing if it was complete or incomplete. And they ruled it incomplete on the field and didn't have enough evidence and review, but that was another close call. There's a lot of them in that game. So that's three in a three in a row now that Ryan Day has lost to Michigan. Here's the thing. They're eleven and one and they're talking about is he going to be back next year? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's it's a little stupid. Well not even a little. It's a lot of stupid. People saying, you know, hell he's what, lost seven total games the whole time he's been there. <laughs> it feels like it. And mm. Maybe. And they had they had the national champions on the ropes last year. Yeah. I mean, had them on the ropes, had them beat really in a lot of ways, and just. Uh, but I don't. But I'll, I will also say I don't think he's a great coach. I just think he's a in a good position. I think he took over a situation that was impossible to not succeed at oh, in yeah. a lot of ways. I mean, you, Urban Meyer, say what you will about him, but he's a great college football coach. And very, very hands-on coach. Yeah. And, yeah. And 
I mean, just built a national champion at Ohio State, uh, recruiting top notch there in that conference in that area of the, of the country. Was I mean out was outdoing Michigan in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. And Ryan Day takes over, and it it took time, but Harbaugh has surpassed has surpassed him. I mean, Michigan is now, I would say, the top program in that conference. How could you say they're not, right? Going to the college football playoff yet again. Or that's that's if they take care of business this coming Saturday, you know, in the Big Ten championship game against Iowa, which I, I would nothing surprises me, but they should take care of Iowa then just 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 from the fact that Iowa can't score points. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Iowa is 10 and 2 and has about as bad of an offense, well not as bad as Arkansas, but it's like just the fact that I'm even thinking it, the the comparison just just says all you need to know and that's a 10 and 2 football team. Vegas set a historically low total point total for that game at 24 and a half and it still went under. <laughs> wow. So yeah, but I got Michigan taking care of business against Iowa. Yeah, uh, yeah, I th- I think Michigan can. I do. I think Michigan can beat anybody. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying I think they can. And the top four teams are they, they were announced. It's what Georgia one, Michigan two. Oh, who was three? Drawing a blank here. I, I haven't seen them so. I'm going off of what you're saying. Okay, I, I remember now. Okay, Georgia one, Michigan two, Washington three, Florida State bumped to four. So Oregon sitting there at five. I believe so. I believe Oregon's five. I don't know where an, an eleven and one Texas team is sitting. A team that beat Alabama. Who was their loss they've to? Wasn't be, it to Oklahoma? Be, yeah, to Oklahoma in overtime. They've got to be sitting at number six. Yeah, have it, it's have to. But I think I think Oregon's gonna get their way in there after they after they win this next week. So I think Oregon beats Washington also. Yeah, Washington hadn't looked. Uh, they've kind of squeaked by in the last couple of weeks. So there's no content. They full on squeaked by in the last few weeks, and yeah. Saturday was no different. Ballsy move, by the way, going for it on fourth and one, like at your own what twenty. Yeah, with the game tied, and but I loved the play call. Absolutely loved the play call. You basically gave Michael Penix Jr. an option that play, and take whatever, take the better option. He did. You trust your quarterback, your Heisman candidate quarterback, to make a play, to make the right play. He did. Washington marches marches down the field, scores, wins the game. I, I mean that's. That's kind of the Washington football program, though. I mean, they they always have a really good record, it seems like, or oftentimes kind of either just out of the college football playoff picture or on the very edge of it, like in there. But, they, but they'll win like these really close games against teams that on paper they should blow out of the water to. Now, it's a rivalry game. I get it, but yeah, I'm with you. Washington has has won by the skin of their teeth in these last several of these last or a couple of these last several games. And 
Oregon is Oregon is uh very hot right now. I don't want to say white hot, but man, they are a they are hitting on all cylinders right now. Bo yeah. Nix, I think, is your Heisman trophy winner. Um I could see Jaden Daniels getting the invite and finishing as number two. But to me, it's and I said this last last week. And you did too. I mean, it's got to be Bo Nix, right? As of right now. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, the tougher schedule has to go to Jaden Daniels, but yeah, the numbers have to go to Bo Nix. And even though Jaden did beat him this last week, he accounted for more touchdowns, but I think you got to give it to Bo. By beat him, you mean what? Like just better statistics? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but like you said, record wise, uh, Oregon better football team, at least on paper. Record wise, the their only loss was against a very in a, in a very close game against Washington, undefeated Washington. You get a chance to reverse that in the Pac-12 championship game. And Bo Nix has a big game Saturday. I, I don't see how you don't and, and if they win, especially if they win, I don't see how you don't give it to him. It's it's his to lose. And the Jaden Daniels thing, going back to that, when they played Alabama, I mean it wasn't his fault. I mean, he had good numbers, but I mean he, he got knocked out of the game. You're looking for a Heisman moment from somebody like that in a big game like that, and he didn't have that. So to me, that that knocked him down a couple of points there. For me. So I, I'm I'm all for Jaden Daniels getting the invite, probably probably even placing second because who do you put over him? I mean, Michael Penix Jr. is he getting the other one? No, I don't yeah. I don't think so. As far as just the invite, getting the invite to New York though. I mean, who, yeah, who do you he'll pay? probably be invited, but they usually invite what four? No, sometimes it's just three. Sometimes they'll just I mean, if it's close. I mean, if it's if there are plenty of playmakers out there, they'll invite four. But what was it last year, the year before? They just had three people invited, and that's all that was needed. You know, because you you kind of knew what was going to happen uh, with, with it being Caleb Williams. Yeah. Um. This season, I I think it's between two guys. I think Penix will get the invite, but I think it's either Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix. And a lot of that's going to be determined by how Bo Nix plays Saturday. It's his it's his to lose to me at this point. If he goes out and just shits the bed against Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, I could see it trickling on down to falling in Jaden Daniels' hands because he's done. You know, LSU's done until the bowl game. Oh. But Bo Nix goes out and shows out. Uh, he he's he's gonna be your Heisman Trophy winner. How how would you how do Auburn fans feel about him? How how does Barry feel about Bo Nix? Uh, he I mean he he loves him. <laughs> so. Barry is a uh, Bradley's uh, dad. Everyone uh, a big yeah. time Auburn fan. I got to watch the Iron Bowl with him too over the weekend. That was interesting. Yeah, we let's talk about that before we get out of here. Worst what a... call I've ever freaking seen. Yeah, ever. what a finish, man. Biggest wow. choke job I think I've ever seen, <laughs> ever. You muff the punt with two and a half minutes left, give them the ball, 
then somehow get them fourth and goal from the 31 yard line and you rush two and spy with one. That's not how you play prevent defense. You've got to rush him. Well, what it, what you said last week rang through my ear as yeah. soon as that happened. Prevent prevent defense prevents you from winning. And that was definitely the case here. You can't rush because it, it's a it's essentially a 35-yard play. You can throw it in the end zone. You can't give the quarterback all day to find somebody to get open or to find a good option. Yeah. Find one of these five-star receivers. Yeah. I mean, how dumb can you be? And Saban said he was like, "We work on that. You know, we act, believe it or not, we work on that." And and you could tell he was like, "I mean, it's usually not that good of a situation." Yeah. I bet in practice he doesn't get ten seconds to sit there and pick and choose who he's going to throw it to. Exactly. He probably has probably a four or five second window, and then he's got to make a throw. You know, he's got to yeah. make a throw to the back corner he's probably, or something. He's, he's probably making it on the run too. Probably so, like rolling left or right. Yeah. He just sat in the pocket as comfortable as could be. I don't even think an Auburn player was within five yards of him the whole freaking time. Wasn't close. What the two guys they had rushing were were double teamed. Yeah. Right. And yeah, Mil Milrow makes the throw. Like you said, the muff punt set it up. That should receiving the punt and then just being able to run out the clock. The way Auburn was moving the football. And I mean, Hugh Freeze was dialing up the right offensive plays, you know, moving the chains. And but to muff the punt there, uh, setting it up for Alabama's offense, Alabama did everything they could to lose it offensively. Yeah. The bad snap, I mean, it's fourth and goal on the 35. And you and I think you caught they called timeout. I think that was Auburn coming out of a timeout, and that was their defense. Yeah. Hey, you two guys on the end, y'all y'all sit there and play patty cake while the other guy just sits there and stares at him and throws a 31-yard touchdown. So at that point, why have anybody rush? You know, like at that point, why why even have anybody rush? Just drop everybody back. That's stupid. I mean, you you've got yeah. to at least you gotta rush four. Rush four. Have maybe have a fifth guy as a spy, but you have to rush four. Don't rush two. Because those guys looked gassed, man. They they had no penetration at all. Like, yeah, and I don't do even. Anything. I don't even know if you need a spy because it, you're no, rushing. He's going to run and get tackled. Like, yeah, he's not going. He's, he's not going to thirty-one yards. He's not going to run. He's going to throw it up in the end zone. He, so I mean, rush four, drop everybody back. Yeah. I mean, and then you know, have some people at the ten or whatever you got to do. Have one or two there, man. That that's that's not how you do it. But what a throw. I mean, uh, put it in a perfect spot. Yeah. And the, and the catch, yeah. dude, my jaw hit the floor. I, I was in oh, the I my recliner. And my, I, was, I mean, I was full on. Just I couldn't I couldn't believe it. You know, like, I could say it was, wow, you, you actually let them pull that off. Yeah. Barry was over there cussing in disbelief. I was keeping my mouth shut. But the only thing I that was really going through my head was, Man, that's such an Arkansas way of losing a game. Exactly, that's a full-on Arkansas way of losing that. That that was that was wild. It was a wild game. It always is. It's a wild. Like we remember the kick six for Auburn. That was like ten years ago, almost at this point. Might have been yeah, ten it was years. Ten ago. years, yeah. Okay, yeah, ten years ago, 
And 10 years later, we're going to be talking about this Milrow to, to the, was it Bond? The Milrow, yeah, the Milrow Miracle is what they're calling it, I think. They, that's perfect. Perfect. It's perfect because that's that's Four what it was. And 31. It could be and, called the freeze basic move of being a dumbass. I don't know, but that was, or the worst call in defensive history. But I would just the say Milrow the, Miracle. I would say the freeze uh, F up. Uh, personally, yeah. but you know, we're trying to keep it clean on this show, y'all. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that catches on, though. But yeah, it, it was a wild game as usual there at the Iron Bowl. Okay, SEC championship game prediction, especially if Alabama actually goes on to like win the SEC championship, get in the college football playoff, and somehow win the Dude, thing. That that's where it starts. I think that's bad. It's uh, all right. So, SEC championship preview. Yeah, SEC championship preview. Who we got? We both taking Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Georgia ain't going to do that shit of rushing to and playing patty cake. (laughs) Kirby Smart's not going to allow that. I'm going to say Georgia. I'm going to say Georgia 38-28. What do you say? I like that. I was going to say Georgia by 10. Okay. Well, give me a score. You can agree with me. Because uh, it's a it's really pro- good I, I think it's going to be a pretty high scoring affair. We'll do, I don't know, 45, 35 somehow. Okay. <laughs> I like, I like mine better. <laughs> I was going to say, I like mine better. 38, 28. But all right. Okay. We're, we're out of time. We're going to get out of here, y'all. Uh, not coming at you Tuesday, and we will be gone next Tuesday as well. We will be back December the 12th, Tuesday, December the 12th. I believe my math is right there. Uh, Brad and I will be going overseas. Uh, Amsterdam, Belgium, Paris, baby. And we'll be back to tell you all about it, catch up on sports, and then some. And until then, we're going to get out of here. Uh, bonjour. Till next time. Yep. Deuces. <laughs>